Hey guys, you wanna you wanna hear a story? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> Too bad. You're gonna hear one. <clears throat> okay. So there's this couple, and they're out for a date. Uh, decide to go out to a little point, a little lover's lane type area, you know, and uh, things are heating up, getting getting kind of cozy. Um, then a news report comes over the radio. A deranged killer has escaped from the local asylum and that this killer has a hook for a hand that they've used to dismember their victims. And he's on the loose and to keep a lookout. About this point, young lady starts, because this is a very heteronormative story, uh, she gets really upset and uncomfortable. She says, oh, I, I don't like this. I'm scared. I think we should leave. I think I'm hearing noises. And, you know, the, the guy says, no, let's hang out a little longer, a little longer. She said, no, seriously, I'm hearing something. Let's go. Fine, fine, fine. So he starts up the car, drives away, and takes her home. And when he comes around the side of the car to uh, open her door for her, what do you think is hanging off the side of the fucking car handle? <laughs> Bad dragon dildo. Jeff? A do not disturb sign. <laughs> if this man's rocking, no coming knocking. <laughs> Both solid guesses, but no. No. Only oh, swerving because I'm pervin. <laughs> the stabbing cabin. <laughs> The, hook, the, um, hook hand, the bloody hook. The, the bloody yeah. hook hand. It's a, a bloody hook hand. Bah, boo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. That poor so, man now has no hook. He has no. It just got ripped the hell off. Yeah. Um. So that's a story that's been around since uh, as wait, wait. far as I can tell, at least since the 1950s. Wait, wait, just a second. Ira. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no point. Oh, the, okay. the hook cool. was Good pointy. Enough. That was the point. Oh, the like, man! I just want to tell a spooky story here. Oh, because it is. Y'all just this is the opener for Taylor Poe. I hope it is the spooky season. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're man. getting ready for that spooky season, but yeah. we're not talking about spooky stuff per se. Spooky. Uh, today we are going to be discussing. Teenagers in oh no oh no damn it <laughs> uh, we're here to discuss characters and stories that have lost limbs um, and often replace them with weapons or upgrades etc and just want to get into how these tropes play out in storytelling what the what it usually means for the character's development. Um, so on and so forth. Heroes and villains alike. Um, there's so many to choose from. I feel like we have a lot of material to cover here today. Let's just In our ready. show that we are calling A Farewell to Arms. Exactly. I think we should have done the disclaimer about how we weren't going to be <laughs> too offensive. Okay, yeah, no, this is a perfect time for it. Well, let's just go ahead and say it's not our intention here at Lock, Shock, and Barrel to mock or ridicule anyone who is differently abled, any, anything like that. Like, we're not trying to be terrible people. We just want to talk about how this has played out in storytelling specifically. There are going to be hand puns, though. We just there will be resist. hand puns, indeed, because yeah. mm -hmm, we're, mm -hmm. you know... We're punny folk here, but, you know, we, we mean it all in good fun. And hopefully this 
karma doesn't come back and bite us in the ass one day. So bite um, our ass off, and we have to replace and our we have ass to replace our butt. with a chainsaw. What would you replace your butt with? I like this. This is good. Getting right into it, Lilo. That's what, what, what you I like replace about your you. butt with. I think okay. a, a ceiling fan. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I'm thinking wind chimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. If you but if you had a ceiling fan butt, you could sit down and just spin her. <laughs> I was going it. for comfort. I was going to go for like a river rat tube. Mm. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. like a big old cup holder with a cup Basically, holder. you would look like you just had a really big butt, though. If you had like, you'd have to get spe- special pants and stuff. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. you still have legs. You would have to have a special tailor for ceiling fan butt too. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. It's a very fair point. I mean, do you say your butt would be? Uh, I said wind chimes. I think. Oh, uh, oh. just popped in there. But yeah. you, you, of course, know that other story that Uncle Steve used to tell us about the guy who uh, <laughs> yeah. had a screw in his belly button. <laughs> yeah. For years, Isn't they told him enough? to never unscrew the the screw in his belly button. One day, he did, and his butt fell off. You um, made that ten minutes long. The story <laughs> that I—that's not the joke from Uncle Steve that I thought you were gonna tell. Uh huh. About the woman who had so much plastic surgery that the the surgeon just finally installed a crank in the back of her head. No. <laughs> and that every time she was feeling saggy, she just reached back there and give it a crank. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> and a uh, crazy villain. One day she went in and was like, "Doc, I don't know what's wrong." Well, no, she called him. He said, mm. "Well, what's wrong?" She said, "Well, I have this goatee." <laughs> I have this what? Goatee. 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 I don't get it. Well, because it was her pubes. Oh. <laughs> 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 You really had to walk that one out for me. I was like a young kid. You, as there. a young kid, I wouldn't have gotten it. I as think an I adult, heard it when I, I was like 10. And then when I was in college, I think sitting in <laughs> class one day, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's what he meant. <laughs> he was fucking <laughs> that was That's what that joke was about. And I also didn't realize till much later that the story about the screw and the belly button is basically the, the bright red ribbon. Or oh, yeah. Green ribbon. Green. Green yeah. ribbon, yeah. That's uh, boat with a butt. Anyway, I think we're off to a really solid no, start. Wait, I wanted to hear what you said your butt would be. Oh, and sub question: Can I have my butt change it to be someone else's butt? Is that an option? Oh, is that like, oh. what would happen to their butt? Mm-hmm. They got mine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it's like a it's like when with butts. It's like when you replace your seat at uh, on your bike at the bike store, and they're like, "What do you want us to do with this old one?" Like, I don't care. Like, do whatever you want Donate with it. it? Can you donate? Yeah. So whose butt, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum's butt. Oh, it's a good oh. butt. Look at the butt on that. Yeah. <laughs> you must work Sword out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, actually, um, this show is not specifically about butts tonight, but let's follow the protocol. And what are we all drinking? Right. Well, Jeff, right, what are you right now, I'm drinking vodka and pureed fruit and ice nice la di da what do you call that uh, i call it a moscow mule because i'm an idiot and i don't know what it's called oh okay i have yeah. a moscow mule cup so mm-hmm. you know i am drinking a good old-fashioned ollie wait 
Ah, there we go. <laughs> the can rips in half and cuts your... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Hospital. <laughs> oh, a lot of blood. <laughs> Edit point. Then when you're there, you have that like, place with something else. Yeah, can you you're go like, ahead Could you and... install this badminton racket instead? <laughs> and replace my fingers <laughs> with laser pointers. Do you uh, hope that if you did lose a hand, you would have the presence of mind to bring something to the hospital? That you... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I think that you would be uh, under a lot of suspicion at that point. Leo, yeah, like... what are you drinking? Oh, right. So in my uh, never-ending quest to find a sponsor for this show, who is a local brewer, uh, there is a new a new beer from Boonshine Brewery called Overlook. And that is because we have many overlooks in the mountains where I live, but I choose to believe that it's about the Overlook Hotel. So. Bum, 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 bum. It's Ray. Very nice. Good call. I bet they're not going to sponsor us. I thought you were going to say, in my quest to find a local sponsor, I'm drinking bathtub gin. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the holler. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm drinking some fermented peaches that I left outside for a while. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So we've all so got our beverages. Are. We've got our topic. Um, just to bust up normal protocol. How about we do the game at the top? I. Uh, the game is called Going Out on a Limb. Um, we already have messed with that disclaimer. Again, sorry, we're terrible people. You didn't <laughs> say my title. <laughs> uh, or, uh, what's your handle? And then I guess like a shrug. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, this game, I name the prosthesis or notable appendage. Uh, and you name the character that it belongs to. Um, okay. All right, y'all ready? Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Game face is on? I'm ready. Okay. Now, I just want you to know, whoever wins this will be my new favorite sibling. You know, oh. That's just how this works. You know, I can see no incentive to win. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you okay. always dock points just for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lila, you got a strong lead. Um, okay. So... Uh, also, if you could try to name the character's full name, I, okay. I'm, I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to hold it against you if you name the movie that is good enough. But I might like throw you extra want points Roy your way. Roy Monson. You don't want Kingpin. I guess. You know Kingpin's real name. <laughs> Jesus, Lila. Dork alert. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just assumed that that was going to be one of yours. Uh, no, no. Like, oh man. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Oh. Um, you have you never seen Kingpin with Woody Harrelson? Who is I, totally I totally forgot about Kingpin. I, <laughs> oh, I, I thought King you meant the Daredevil Spider-Man. character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, no, no! But like Wilson Fisk doesn't have a yeah, yeah. Okay, Munson okay. does. Okay. All right. So yeah, I know I just called you a dork, but now we're gonna get into my incredibly dorky game. Um, y'all ready? Sure. Cool. Machine gun leg. Totally oh, that's a, place. that's a, <laughs> uh, no, I was wrong. I can't remember the name of the movie. It's, um, Cherry Darling. You got it, Leela. From? Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. From Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet- you got I was it. like, it's Planet- your Planet Terror. I asked for names like and now I'm talking about something. Okay. Yeah. Bullet, 
Yeah. Tarantino ripoff bullshit. I can't. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. Rodriguez, <laughs> his movie was much better. I'm just gonna say it. Um, okay. Uh, a Golden Hand. Jamie Lannister. Jeff, you got it. Scissor Hands. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. The titular Edward Scissorhands. The titular, exactly. <laughs> a Peg man? Leg. Oh. Peg Wait. leg. Replacing a leg taken by a whale. Ahab. Uh, Ahab. Captain Ahab. Moby Dick. <laughs> I, you got the point. Calm down. Um, Quee quick. <laughs> Kelly's dog. Call me Ishmael. I'm getting to <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, you're both losing points here. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Hook hand, replacing a hand taken by a crocodile. Chubbs. Wrong. What? Oh, that was, he didn't. The crocodile, yeah, you know. Leela. You pedantic bitch. <laughs> Is it, I know what you did last summer. Wow. Replacing a hand taken by a crocodile? The guy with the oh, hook. Oh, Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Oh. Uh, can you say his name, his full name? Uh, James Yeah. T. Hook. <laughs> I don't know that it, the T was in there. Like James T. Kirk. Just James Hook, right? Wasn't it just James? James Hook, yes. Yeah. Okay. A wooden hand replacing a hand taken by an alligator. No, uh, Chubbs, Peterson. Yes. There yeah. you go. Uh, uh, extra point for that. The alligator itself was missing something. What was it? It's His eye. eye. You <laughs> both get a point for that. I got that bastard's eye. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Pretty fucked up, Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> a fleshy gun hand. Oh, video drum. Mm, yes, but she pulls can... out of his chest a vagina. Extra, extra points. Remember James Woods' name. James Woods, uh, oh, contractually, his name is always James Woods in movies. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking your original point away now. No! His name was Max Wren. I didn't remember uh, it either. Oh. Um, I don't remember. It's an 80s as hell doc- name, though. I thought that was a documentary. Oh, it, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. was. James <laughs> okay. Yeah. A psychically bound robo junk arm. Tetsuo from Akira. Got it. Damn. Okay. A That's penis gun. A penis gun? A penis gun is a sex machine. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Leela. <laughs> His name? <laughs> His know. name is sex machine. Yeah, when he introduces himself to... Uh, is Danny Trejo? Uh, not Danny Trejo, it's uh, Tom Savini. Uh, introduced always... himself to the young... To, uh, oh, what's her name? Damn it. Uh, she's like, hi, what's your name? Uh, Catherine, what's your name? Sex machine, nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, I always wonder. It, I just always had questions. What's that from? Oh, Sorry. I questions. Dust till dawn. From dust till dawn. Man, I need to see that movie again. Like, we... was it actually his penis, or had he <laughs> never got a clear oh, answer on that? But he did shoot a vampire with it, so <laughs> that's important. Okay. I think it was funny. It was like a little snub nose, little dater. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, just real quick, you were saying something about Tetsuo a second mm-hmm. ago. What was that about? No, just like that was the thing that I thought of the most when doing this podcast. Right, right. Yeah, we'll have to get into that later. Okay. <clears throat> Machine Gun Ghiblies. Machine Towers, Ghiblies, the Fembots. Yes. How'd I miss it. those? <laughs> <laughs> Penis <laughs> hands. 
Edward Penis Hands. The titular Edward Penis Hands. titular Edward Penis Hands, of course. Um, I remember Cousin Ben saying he was angry that the penises weren't little bitty penises. On <laughs> each finger. Like I completely big. agree. I agree with him. The, the design was all wrong on that. I was like, you should have been disappointed well before you got to that point. <laughs> of the, like the, I just, should be disappointing I, on many other levels. I just They looked like weird oven mitts. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't yeah. watch. But, I mean, it's not the worst. Uh, <laughs> it, anyway. Yeah, it's like that. Moving right along, hook hand plus honey and bees. Oh, Candyman. 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 He's already oh, here. You got to say it five times, really but you five? get the point anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a I... minute. What? His name was Daniel Robitaille. Ooh, Lila gets the point. Yeah. Do I get yep. a point for naming it first? But you uh, you, you do get name. a point, but Lila also gets a point for saying the name. Sorry. It's my ridiculous game. Okay. No, I mean, I'm impressed you knew the name, to be honest. I know that Ira's pedantic enough to be impressed by knowing the name. I love... I, I know that you secretly hate the word name. pedantic, and this is actually an insult, but I'll give you a point anyway. <laughs> Sorry? Nothing, go ahead. It was off topic. Okay. Well, I'd hate for us to get sidetracked. We would never do that. <laughs> I just moment. didn't know if the new Candyman came out, or if anybody... Uh, they're, they're delaying it until next year, because they want a theatrical release. Okay. And because awesome. a, apparently they're like it's deserving of a theatrical release. So yeah. Mer. Cool. I'm very sad, but I agree. Yeah. Okay. okay. A magical eye. Mad eye moody. Yep. Damn it. Mm. Okay. The right hand of doom. Mr. Claw from <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> no. A big stone right hand of doom. Doctor Doom. Oh, fucking Hellboy. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a boy. Yeah, okay. Pancakes. <laughs> I don't like pancakes. Post-apoc robo lefty. Furiosa. Yeah. Nice. I was gonna say Furiosa. Finn from Adventure Time. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Demonic symbiote that lives in the left hand. Uh, vampire hunter. Venom. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you had it, Jeff. I heard symbiote, so symbiote I just symbiote. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... My mind just made <laughs> you that. You the word symbiote, you just blurt venom out. Yeah, I, I failed biology like six times. I mean, does <laughs> venom. Ash from Evil Dead have that going on, too? Well, if you would just hold the hell on for two okay. seconds. Fucking sorry. All right, can I finish? Can I okay. finish? Sorry, can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Chainsaw right arm. Ash Williams. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right, Leela. Ashley Williams. Ashley. <laughs> and finally, hook hand, replacing a hand taken by a seal. Buster Blue. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to be all right. You know what I find really interesting, Ira? Yes. None of those were the ones that I had. Interesting. Uh, there are lots Damn. of these. Yeah, there are. I was uh, mostly focused on limbs that were replaced by different things like not i don't know out of curiosity what was on your list or are we getting uh, to it yeah well, i mean we'll get there. Are, are, we, are we just should we just get into the conversation then? well i mean do you want to tally it up well i want to know who's the favorite who's, fucking who's sibling your favorite yeah all right give, give me give me one second who's your right hand sibling what song should i play while he tallies it up i could i could play uh the hand that feeds even i like the hand that feeds hand that feeds yeah or... Yeah, it, it looks like you're broke even. I'm sorry. Huh, interesting. Really? 
Too much time on my hands. I love you both equally. But Leela actually wins because of just snarky comment in the beginning. That was my comment. Oh, the Stand by it. Uh, you both Go did a great job. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that was that. So now let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good opener for, like you said, Lilo. Like, what, what's a notable one from your list, maybe that you thought of? Yeah. Or do we want to talk? You know, go into themes. Oh man. First? Well. I just, I don't know. I mean, you didn't even mention Bucky. I, I did not mention Bucky. Like, that's right. my whole reason for doing this show. <laughs> to get to talk you about have a poster Bucky of Bucky Barnes. Barnes on your, uh, like, with your tiger beat. Um, I, 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 um. Not judging. I choose not to tell the story I was about to tell, so. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. No, I mean, I, I was thinking about things like, what about extra limbs that become, like, Davy Jones is a peg leg in Lissy's Curse, and then it's a lobster leg. You know. Interesting. I'd forgotten that, about Davy Jones. Yeah. I don't know. So Played yeah, by the wonderful Bill Nighy. Yes. I think magical limbs fall. So, like, yeah. oh, definitely. earlier, uh, I mean, something around this theme that, I don't know, we are sort of talking about was that in a way it represents like a sort of like acknowledgement of human limitation and the mm -hmm. idea of like prosthesis as evolution towards acknowledging that your body is made up of these simple machines too mm -hmm. and then sort of like and there's different treatments of it like akira definitely has the like we're sort of evolving into machines but it's bad like it's ugly messy and not a good thing and then something like a magical appendage is like a, you know, it makes your, your differently able, your disability, like, and, you know, once you overcome this is an upgrade, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, like in, in stories where it's used to make a character grow versus like use as a magical element, like it does seem like a strange obsession that literature has with it. <laughs> It's a uh, like a really old idea. It's a really old. I mean, I mean, for as long as the human species has existed, I'm sure you know it's like that's been a like the ability to do things, uh, you know, and and be full bodied and able. It, this even goes back to mythologies about kings and stuff. Kings could only lead if they had both arms and stuff. One of the oldest stories I found was about an Irish myth, a uh, Irish king named. I'm going to not be able to pronounce this well. Uh, Nuada Ergetlaim. Sounded was, like uh, you did it. I kind of just barfed it out, but there it is. He lost a, he lost a hand and was could no longer be king. But then, like, some smiths were able to fashion a silver hand for him. And he was able to, like, step back into his role of power with this, like, magical silver hand that was stronger than his original hand. But also, like, in Norse mythology, there's the myth of Tyr, who had the task of binding Fenrir, uh, this giant wolf, but Fenrir would only allow a god to touch it 
if they placed a hand in its mouth. And this was the only way that they could bind Fenrir, is if one of the gods upheld their end of this bargain and, like, knowingly would uh, lose a hand over it and lose a position of power. So he's kind of like this tragic figure that was gave this great sacrifice. So yeah, I think, like, the stories have always been so much about uh, loss of power, loss of agency, and I've noticed this big theme of, like, familial loss. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Akira earlier. Like, that whole story is about Tetsuo not knowing his place in the group. And, like, it's about this, like, him and, like, Kaneda is, like, his stand-in brother who's, like, angry with him for what he's becoming. But he's also trying to, like, he still they still, like, love each other. But it's, uh, yeah, I think him losing his arm in that battle is like really signifies that and then of course you have like luke skywalker um it's i don't think it's like coincidence that luke skywalker loses his hand in the battle with darth vader where darth vader like immediately afterward is like oh by the way i'm your father (laughs) can can i may i jump in please losing limbs is almost a fetishistic thing in star wars it is an obsession Ooh. Yeah, because if you look at Anakin, he loses his arm on Genosis, and then okay. he loses his legs, his arms, including the new prosthetic arm that he had gotten, and is burned. Sorry, over all of his body and his butt. Right, and his butt. He has to have a replacement butt. That's canon. Yeah. So yeah. he's you know more man than machine. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. stop that. Reverse it. There's that cuts that cut scene where Yoda chooses dick off too. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! That must be on the that's Blu-ray. Darth, no, that's so that's all Darth Vader. That all happens. <clears throat> uh, okay, no, Leela, um, go on. Please. Okay, so then Luke loses his hand in Cloud mm-hmm. City. Yeah. And there's several other characters who have varying different components because you know it's war and they're fighting all the time and lightsabers are pretty great for removing limbs honestly yeah Uh, i always felt super nervous for that one jedi with the real long neck oh yeah totally or the 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 things with like the the fleshy dreadlock things yeah uh, yeah the the twilas or whatever they're called yeah i think i think some of that you can't look at without also looking at Kurosawa movies or, or like samurai movie tradition where they cut off limbs like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a but good the thing about Star Wars is that they then totally rebuild it even better. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the big difference. Like you know, he cuts the guys off the hand off in the beginning of the and Tatooine. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I'm, seriously, like they just left and right hands. Uh, the Wampa and the ice cave. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I long heard uh, Mark Hamill be like, I'm mad. He was mad about that scene because he was like, I would have tried to get away from it, not cut its fucking arm off. Like, it, it's just well, an animal doing its and, thing. And then, you know, one yeah. of the big bads is General Grievous, who oh, yeah. has a full biomech suit over his encased organs, which are all that's left of his actual body. I uh, always forget that he that is a, not cyborg, a droid. That he's not yeah. a droid, yeah. Right. Interesting. Which he's one like is a, that? Sorry. He's like freaking crying or something, you know. He got... he's like this multi-armed kind of spider-limbed thing that coughs, but he has like a robotic metallic like <clears throat> like and he spins okay. like four lightsabers at once. So it's just 
Yeah, it's you're definitely... you're totally right. Oh, and Darth Maul. Darth Maul comes back with robot legs. Um, right. In some version so, or another. I do think that's in a, like in a maybe game? in a video game. Video maybe game Star Wars is the is the place where it turns from like because in stories previous to that, the loss of a limb is because like in uh, it's more like a Jamie Lannister situation where when he gets his hand cut off, he's useless because he was a great swordsman, and so mm-hmm. it's this path to not becoming a giant dick is having to like lose that thing that made him who he was but he actually was kind of a shitty person so uh, to be truly humbled yeah 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 and so luke has that angle of his story and he doesn't like his new hand doesn't do anything special for him but he's it doesn't hold him back right but but i mean that's that's the thing it's like he overcomes that and that's his story. But the evolution from that is in other Star Wars characters where they are built better because of their lost arm. Right. It doesn't, uh, it's certainly not a end anything. It doesn't seem to really affect them that much. Like all of Luke's stuff is addressed in like a three second scene where you see him flip the little thing back and he puts the glove on. That's yeah. Like, it's like, good. and now I'm wearing a glove. It's all good. Now we're good. We got robot hands here. Well, now they I also, I mean, they do okay. it in Star Trek as well. If you look at, most of the Borg are missing pieces that have been replaced by other things. Right. Yeah. Picard gets all kinds of shit attached to him. But I mean, Star Trek make, I, I feel like Star Trek versus Star Wars looks at it, at it as being like a differently abled thing to overcome or work with like Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, his, uh, his visor visor. Yes. I was trying to actually think of what it stands for, but I blanked on it. You know, that's a whole thing that he has to overcome his blindness and then learn how to be better because he can see different things and he sees yeah, different way energy and it makes yields. him a better engineer. Yeah. And and the Borg sort of work like that too. Like they're humans, but not they've been enhanced. <clears throat> um, so I feel like Star Trek kind of looks at it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Star Trek I, works a little readily, a little more as like a metaphor for shit actually going on whereas star wars feels more like a epic hodgepodge yeah there's that episode where jordy his visor breaks in that hole and he's like stuck in this hole and he's actually blind and he has to deal with his so he has like an overcoming moment too and he has to like forgot about that how to modify his phaser to make these like things to help him climb out of the hole it's a similar like actual overcoming episode I actually think the Borg fall more in line, similar to the idea of Akira in the... It reminded me of this book, uh, The Age of Spiritual Machines. It's kind of like, an, I think, a 90s book. I don't know. But it's about it's basically about how people evolve into machines. Like, that's the... This guy basically is like, that's where humanity will go. We'll have these prostheses, and we'll, like, integrate with it so much that the line will become blurred, and you won't really Mm. notice that humanity will blend out into a synthetic being. I... And Akira and the Borg are, like, nightmare versions of that. They're they're the, like, you're going to become a robot... Uh, yeah, you'll live indefinitely, but you won't have any consciousness. And well, in this... the Akira case, you'll just grow until you kill all your friends and family. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I, I think what you touched on there is something that I got very close to and then was like, I need to back away from this because it's such a big topic. But yeah. since you mentioned it, y'all know the Ten Woodsman from Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Um, right. You, you know how he came about, right? His origin yeah. story? I think he, like... 
accidentally cuts he, things off and replaces them. He accidentally cuts off his leg, and he's like, oh, no, I better replace that. Uh, oh, I think he was given, a, like, a cursed axe. He goes to chop some wood, accidentally cuts his leg off, replaces it with 10. Cuts the other leg off, replaces it with 10. His arm, 10. On and so on and so forth until he's replaced his entire body, which makes no sense. How do you cut your own fucking head off and then replace that with 10? But um, it's still an interesting idea because it gets to this philosophical thing, uh, notion. I'm sure you've heard of it before, this uh, the ship of Theseus question. The Theseus is on a ship. He keeps replacing the ship over and over as the boards rot. And then at some point, it's a different ship. Is it really? Is Is it the same ship or is it something new? And I think, like, without getting, like, too full on, that is kind of something that this, I think this topic and this theme begins to flirt with. It's like how your prosthesis becomes an an extension of your personality, of your will, of your, you know, whatever. Uh, Whether it be Cherry Darling's machine gun leg or Ash Williams' chainsaw arm, whatever it is. Um, also, I think it's interesting that the Borg, like Lila, you mentioned them earlier, and I think it's in Star Trek First Contact, there's a lot of allusions made between Picard and Captain Ahab. Uh, oh, yeah. In yeah, which he really, like, she, you know, just these constant references about how he's, like, obsessed with their destruction and their downfall because of what they took from him or put him through. Interesting. And, and both are forces beyond his control and both oh, have pr- prosthesis sort yeah. of it, were the result of them. That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I've been st- trying to struggle through Moby Dick a lot of the summer. I like it. It's just very slow going. But I'd forgotten that there's a character in there called Captain Boomer uh, who also lost a hand. He lost his hand to Moby Dick. And whereas Ahab is like, yeah, so I bet you want to kill that whale. And he's like, no. I want to leave that thing the hell alone because it already took a piece of me. Right. Um, so it's two different reactions to the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfathomable it's like, evil. <laughs> and and it really comes back to that like this defining moment in character of like how do you react from a loss and how like what what do you do in the face of something like that? Which yeah, yeah like uh, and back to the family thing. I think it's interesting that in Luke Skywalker's disfigurement. It's like it's almost like in both taking his hand and in telling him who he really is, uh, Darth Vader is trying to make Luke more like him. He's yeah. like, it's it's this horrible moment of like the thing that you hate and despise the most is actually your part of your lineage. Furiosa from Mad Max, um, her whole like we never know her backstory, but we know that she's had a really hard life, and we know that. She's trying to get back to a place called the Green Place, um, which it turns out doesn't exist anymore. And in the scene where she re- is told that, she takes off her arm and then goes out to scream in the desert. Oh, um, yeah. Finn Mertens, again, from Adventure Time, uh, when he finally discovers, discovers his dad in like Cosmic Space Jail, and then immediately find out his dad is an asshole uh, and just tries to run away. He literally rips his cursed grass sword off by trying to hang on to him. Uh, who's he's like on a ship trying to get away, and he's hanging on to the ship, and it rips his arm off. That's, I mean, that's an interesting, like the idea of a family member being an extension of you. Sort mm-hmm. of. There's a, a really great indie comic called Poor Sailor that oh, yeah. t- t- 
touches on that a bit. I'll like just sum it up, but it's like basically a guy, you know, he lives on a, a farm kind of in the middle of nowhere. And then his adventurous older brother comes in and convinces him to leave and uh, go with him and sail on the sea. And they sail the sea and they get attacked by pirates and his brother gets killed and he gets his arm chopped off. And when he comes back, his, uh, one of his kids, I believe, is dead. Or his maybe his wife. I can't his remember. wife like, is his dead. His family has gone, and he just yeah. slowly has to start building his life back with just one arm, and that's just where the comic ends. But and there's no words in it, as I recall. Yeah, there's no yeah, dialogue. it's completely silent. But it it does hit very much the idea of like a family member being a connection in that way. And the the last one I'll mention in this line, uh, Della Duck from the new Ducktales, stranded on the moon. Uh, she has a robotic prosthetic leg. But she's separated from she was separated from her kids before they hatched out of their eggs, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So she's it, her whole story is like just loss, not growing up with them. So there are plenty. Oh, and Jamie Lannister, of course, you know, yeah, being brought low, and he's sort of exiled from his own family. Like they sort of see him as this black sheep after he loses his ability to fight. Yeah, and there's also references in Shakespeare, quite a few, uh, and those are familial and vengeance based <laughs> mm-hmm. so thoughts on those suggestions shakespearean ones or just like the ones you mentioned as family any either it it, it does it, it's interesting to me like is there a correlation to the idea of a, a loss of a, a limb being related to some familial loss and then the other extraneous idea of replacing that with a chainsaw <laughs> like, <laughs> like where's yeah. the where's the does the metaphor connect at all or is it like a uh like you know we're mer- we're our other kin is technology in some way or something well, or is it just complete bullshit <laughs> like no I, I think that would get into this this other uh thought i had which is a reclamation of power it's like if you if you don't let this thing beat you and you're like okay my dead girlfriend got possessed by a demon bit my hand i had to cut my own hand off sucks but yeah. what can i do now my i know i still have power flipped me off <laughs> yeah and then my own hand crawled away and flipped me off uh that's pretty you got to feel pretty low and at that somehow point. laughed at him and somehow laughed at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, We're talking, no. of course, of Evil Dead Two. If you haven't seen this movie, please do yourself. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. How how are you listening to this show and you haven't seen Evil Dead Two? But uh, reclamation of power <laughs> and re- actually. Um, My, uh, Lindsay's parents watched Evil Dead the remake, and they were like, "We thought this was supposed to be like campy." Oh no! Oh. <laughs> very very like, violent. Uh, no. That's a different movie. <laughs> um, Leela, haven't heard from you in a minute. What are you thinking? I was just thinking how funny it is that you're sitting here going into like mythology and Shakespeare, and I'm like, you know where they do this a lot, guys? Comic books. Well, do comic tell. books is based on that too, so. Yeah. Um, They're like I, modern day mythology. Right, right. I mean, the list is just so long, and it does touch on a lot of these things, like overcoming and then dealing with and sometimes it makes you better and sometimes it makes you worse Mm -hmm. um, depending on your alignment really Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many like the most common popular version right now is bucky barnes yeah Winter soldier arm replaced by vibranium claw also had a vibranium arm so right 
that's the one that people immediately think of. Like when I said we were doing this, um, my, my kids were like, oh, Bucky. Let's talk about Bucky. But it's not just Bucky. I mean, like, there's Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Cyborg Girl, who's a Wonder Woman. Um, I'm going to argue that Doc Ock, because his tentacles yeah, are fused to his spine. He didn't lose anything, but... Okay, gets... Doc Ock. I, I mean, I there's... You have a great point. I just want to Oh, that. you can. I, because my list what, is long. What about oh, Doc well, Ock, Jeff? Doc Ock, I think it... Rep- uh, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned him because I agree with you that it's like, you know, prosthesis, fantasy stuff, but it's also like uh, he, like, so a lot of characters go through something, lose something, overcome it, get something better. Mm. Doc Ock fast tracks it by doing something bad, punished for it, gets damaged a lot, and then immediately gets extremely powerful. So it's like the arc of like getting really powerful is and, work, and working for it is really short. Like he didn't do he didn't right. work for what he got. He's more like cursed by what he got, uh, or what she, she got. If you were watching the uh, Spider Spider Verse one, uh, so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> bagel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to mention no, that. No, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. That, so. that is. and But, you know, we talk about characters that have to overcome it. Thor loses his arm. Thor has a fake arm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, it's, he definitely has to overcome it. And then he gets, you know, sort of, it's magical and all that stuff. Aquaman, and, and it's canon that he loses his hand. And he gets a hook until the Lady of the Lake gives him a magic hand. So, you know, get him uh, back to normal. Gets yeah, piranhas ate it, y'all. Piranhas. Uh, damn. Yeah. Man, God that damn. I want to crack open a beer over that, man. I'm sorry, sorry, Aquaman. Arsenal. Angel. Aquaman, friend of the show. <laughs> Misty Knight from Iron Fist. Cable. Every, I mean, Cable. Um, yeah, he's got an entire fucking arm, yeah. right? Aaron Cash from Arkham gets his hand bitten off by Killer Croc. Um, Dude, Liz- how many? Sorry. Huh? Lizard Good. has all kind. you know. He turns into yeah, lizard. I, you mentioned that the other night, and I completely forgot about that. Was the whole means of his research? He was trying to regrow a limb that he had lost because reptile because because reptiles can do that. But in splicing his DNA with it, he turns into spoiler alert a giant lizard. Right, but uh, and it's not and it's not just like the superhero type characters. I mean, well, Venom we mentioned, but like Rick Grimes. Right, I I know. totally totally forgot about Rick. Yeah, um, um, and, and yet another instance of like having power and agency and then losing it. Yeah, and also, and Rick kind of has a king-like status and and, right. fam- and familial loss again. Absolutely. And familial loss, lots of familial loss. Yeah, and that actually addresses more how bleak and depressing and traumatizing something like that is. Like, unlike yeah. say Luke Skywalker, who's just like, oh look, new hand. Um, Oh, now there's a robot poking it. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that's really the one entry I can think of in the comic book realm where it is addressed as the kind of loss that it is. Um, yeah, yeah. It's So yeah, comic books all over the place. I think it's uh, worth also probably mentioning that this was used as a form of capital punishment quite a bit. <laughs> like, right. So maybe Ooh, that's yeah. why it's kind also, of in the zeitgeist. Also just as a side thing, I think... It's just probably also kind of fun to draw. Something um, with something else is in a hand. Yes, if you're a comics artist. So I think that's probably a less deep reason that it's in a lot of comic books. Like, yeah. ooh, wouldn't it be cool if they had a 
whatever instead of a foot, you know. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's, it's so ingrained in me that I don't even think about it in comic books, like like right. or anime, like Full Metal Alchemist, like having like the grenade freaking launcher hands. Like I'm like, oh, that's oh it. yeah, or the guy <laughs> in Cowboy Bebop. It's like, yeah, okay, got it. Oh, uh, Jet. Jet oh, Black. Yeah, yeah. Jet Black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just so part of comics lore. Like you don't even really think about it. Mm-hmm. No it, it, one kinda, really thought it was weird that Bucky had a vibranium arm, except that he beat Captain America up with it for a how while. How did he lose it? He was oh. experimented on, right? Like that was his whole thing, and the yes. Uh, um. Well, he fell off a train. Oh. Yeah. So he suffered for it. Like, I mean, that's he the, did suffer. Um, so that's, and then but, Hy- but then he went all Manchurian candidate. I, f- well, I feel like Hydra, that shit. Hydra reconstructed it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I um, think the, the suffer like, sometimes it's used probably in literature and comics as a fast track to suffering equals character building. Like, yes. uh, and uh, Bucky definitely suffered. Uh, quick side note I know it's not like, since we've just been discussing cyborgs and stuff in general, um, I think it's worth mentioning RoboCop. Um, yeah, totally. Because if you want to talk about suffering, that whole opening scene when Red Foreman from that 70s show uh, <laughs> blows like, his hand off. Like, they, they torture him in the beginning, and they're like, ha-ha, you have no power. You obviously have no power. They've disarmed him and all that stuff, and then they literally disarm him. They blow off his hand. And they're yeah. all laughing about it. Like I think it's significant that the first thing they shoot off is his hand. It's this slow tearing down of Alex. Uh, shit, can't remember Robocop's That's name a now. Terrible name. Uh, Alex. Al- Alex? <laughs> Alex shit. That's what you said. Uh, Alex shit. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I I think it's significant that the whole thing of Robocop. They start with his hand. And I think it's interesting that the villain takes his hand first. He has his other hand, and there's a specifically a scene when they're putting him in the suit, and the doctors are like, we can save this other hand. He can still be partially human. He can still feel stuff. They say oh, no. Uh, yeah, the guy from Twin Peaks, Albert from Twin Peaks, is like, no, full robot. Um, <laughs> I got a robot heart on in him. Yeah, he. I mean, that's the thing, he, because at that point, he has become a commodity. Like, And that's, like I think, part of the real tragedy of RoboCop is, like, they give him his power back, but they also completely strip him of humanity in the process. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that was left of him that was human that would have been able to feel anything, uh, they take. Were there other comic book examples, Leela, that you could think of? Uh, probably my list was not well researched. It was just stuff that I thought of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, didn't know you were going to put me on the spot. No, no, just asking. Pretty, that's a pretty I, I feel like I kind of jumped there. in and was like, <laughs> RoboCop, let's talk about that. No, um, I mean, well, that fits in comic and movie universe. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, and I think I mean Wolverine. I mean, right, a similar thing. Right, because. It, I guess it counts. Like nothing was really replaced, but well, they also put him through incredible pain with yeah. that procedure uh, right. against his will. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's this heavy theme also of like, yeah, like you said, Jeff, pain and suffering, and then that all is 
um, sort of manifest visually in whatever the prosthesis is. I mean, maybe the prosthesis as weapons, like, I mean, it is a bit of like what you said, Lila, like it's fun to draw, it's fun to fantasize with, but it's a little bit also like a complete acknowledgement that all literature has jumped the shark with this trope. Like, cause right. I mean, try to think of an example of a film you've seen where it's just realistically portraying somebody with a disability, like who's lost a limb. Like there's just really not like, I mean, other uh, than it, Lieutenant Dan, I was going to say mean, Lieutenant Dan. That's probably one of the better treatments. Like, mm-hmm. that no, you're, I think you're absolutely right. Like, this is usually so people done. don't have cleaver hands like uh, Big Louie in UHF. <laughs> good call. Yeah, totally. Good call. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Because, I mean, if it's used as a thing to, like you said, like it works for Luke Skywalker to, like, lose his hand and then find out Vader's his father at the same time. And mm-hmm. then in the next reel, he's literally, by the end of the movie, he's back to getting better. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's not really like the work that he's having to do is implied, but uh, it's because Star Wars is really like a, just a, a bunch of a hodgepodge of tropes. It's right? Star like, Star Wars. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like fantasy fun war. Um, it's like you might for lose Rogue a, One, except for Rogue One, of course. Yeah, if if characters get shot, it's like oh, it's it's not from a bullet; it's from a like a blaster, you know, and it'll burn you, and then they can wave something over it; it'll probably be fine. If you lose a limb, they can probably replace that. It's not to say Star Wars can't go dark, but it has all these fantasy elements to sort of buffer it and make it not yeah. kind of take the teeth out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. It also makes me think we should do an episode on Star Wars versus Star Trek. <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, cool. Nobody's ever a... done that. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. And actually, Redact. what we should do is one of us is the moderator, and we draw at random, and the and you have to defend whichever one you pick. Like That's that. um, I like, like it. It's like a high yeah. school debate situation, regardless of what you actually think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I think it is interesting also, like, it, just moving it along to, in a lot of these stories, there's a theme of revenge and obsession. Yeah. Um, right. And now I guess we're talking about, um, if you're not a hero, if you aren't, like, an Ash Williams or, you know, uh, Furiosa or whoever, who has, you know, moved on from this and moved towards helping people, um, then it's like your focus has become singular and it's kind of moved you in a bad direction. Um, I mean, Captain Ahab is our shorthand now for someone who is completely obsessed. You know, um, Leela, you mentioned Queequeg earlier in the episode, uh, referencing that X-Files episode. Uh, I actually went and watched that scene again from the episode where they're hunting the lake monster. Yep. Big and uh, Scully says to Mulder, um, you are Ahab, um, and you have this warped world. You have the uh, this warped worldview where everything you experience, it's something like everything you see, uh, has to like conform to your weird megalomaniacal uh, cosmology. And yeah, it's just talking about like her point there, like being Captain Ahab is just yeah, it's a shorthand for being horribly obsessed at the expense of everyone else and everyone in your life because of a loss and a slight against you. Yeah, this so this, hap- 
this happens with uh he wasn't wrong yeah um i feel like uh yeah captain ahab captain hook you know i know he's not trying to revenge against the creature that took his hand but it's almost like what he's trying to get back is almost like he's angry about having grown up if i'm not mistaken like he to the point where he hates boyhood, hates youth, you know, hates uh, all of that. The fact that he's literally trying to outrun a crocodile with a clock in its stomach, the death itself, um, and that he's a, he's like afraid of being old and he can't change gracefully. And after Finn gets his arm ripped off in that episode of Adventure Time, there's a whole episode where he has a phantom arm where he uses it to build a, a tower into space where he thinks his dad is so he can find his dad and rip his arm off. It's like he has, he suddenly has like strange psychic powers, but he's focusing them in this, to this horrible end to where he's going to go and attack his own father, like in a weird sort of God striking down the Titans kind of way. I don't know. Can you all think of any other villains that uh, are interesting to you? <laughs> No, I can't. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, it does make me think a little bit of. I guess uh, oh. Titus Titus Andronicus has the uh, a theme of uh, there's Lavinia who is raped in the story, and then they cut her hands off and replace them with branches and cut her tongue mm-hmm. out so she can't say like Shakespeare is so fucking dark. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then in order to like she manages to like write the accu- like accused by writing in the sand the names of the people who did it and then uh negotiations are made and they're saying they say uh if you to the king if you cut off your hand it'll uh they, okay the, they capture the kids and it's like if you cut off your hand and give it send it to us we'll give your these uh people who've done this back to you back to your kingdom and uh so he does it and sends in their hand, and they send back their heads with his hand, <laughs> like uh, just such a brutal wow. like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was yeah. like really, Game of Thrones doesn't have anything Damn. new on the, on the. And yeah, that's as I recall a story about singular obsession and revenge. Yeah, uh, same as King Lear or like Rashomon to go back to the samurai route. Mm, like mm-hmm. has that same sort of like one one dude who. Yeah, he's getting too old, he's getting a little crazy, Maybe, and he gets obsessed over this one thing. Yeah, and also, uh, I think Max Wren from Videodrome is a good example of someone who, like, becomes completely obsessed with, you know, he's a, a TV producer who's like, yeah, I'm going to show all this terrible, violent content on my sh- on my show, that's what's hot, and that's what sells, and then he right. falls deeper and deeper and deeper into this insane rabbit hole uh, where he's lost touch with reality and he's and back to your original theme jeff about or a thing about like tetsuo fusing with technology um in this terrible way like the fact that he owns a gun and then that gun literally become grows into his flesh and becomes a part of him yeah Um, like wraps around him with like like his gnarly it's a really great special effect it's so gross and it came out he pulls it out of his it's a body yeah well first, first he has a vhs he has like a chest vagina and he he loses he's scratching his chest vagina and he loses his like gun in it like you do and then he <laughs> reaches in to get his, get his 
<laughs> to, to get his gun and it comes Shock, out all fleshy like chest we've all been there mm-hmm. um yeah um but no and and then his whole thing is like he literally becomes an extension of the gun and i think it kind of comes back to this thing good or bad uh, a lot of these things become extensions of these people's personality and their will yeah uh, they kind of like hook hand and the you know that urban legend we don't know anything about this asshole other than that he has a hook hand and he kills people with yeah. the hook. Um, and that's just a way to, sh- like, uh, instead of doing any amount of research, you're going to be like, oh, that hook hand guy, yeah, what a- he kills people. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's also, and I think it should be noted, there is a, stereo- a stereotype of this whole, like, it goes back to, like, if you're if you have any disfigurement or ailment of any kind, it signifies sin or vice. Yeah. Um, uh, so I I think it's worth noting because we think of pirates as having hook hands, and we think of you know villains and syphilis. And syphilis. <laughs> Thank you, Leela. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not everybody with syphilis is a villain. Some you know that, some people are just in the wrong place at the wrong time. That I mean that sounded kind of defensive, Ira. <laughs> I'm not being defensive. I'm just stating the facts here. Um, trying to keep an open mind. But anyway, yeah, you hear what I'm saying, right? Like how it's like if if somebody has an eye patch or, you know, uh, know, like, ooh, what sort of terrible life have they lived to result in these uh, and all of this? But yeah, yeah. Um, I had had to wear an eye patch when I was younger because I had uh, vision problems and they thought that by giving me an eye patch, it would correct these problems. And in order, to, in order to make me feel better, Dad took me to a, a guy who had an eye patch and was like, "Here's a friend of mine. He's got an eye patch too." And the guy's like, fully like, "Yeah, check it out." And he's like, "God, no eye." Oh my god! And I was like, "Yeah, I guess it's not so bad that I have to wear an eye patch." Because I still have the eye. Like, maybe I should really check myself. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you learned a life lesson there. I'm just not sure what. I, I don't think it was exactly what Dad was going for. No, but... I didn't think I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Uh, also, uh, I would just like to talk about, um, if I may, a little movie called Ogwally Cut Hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. We, are you all ready to get into this? Oh, yeah. I, so. This gets into an area where I do think we didn't mention too much about it, but, like, people's professions, they're so, like, maybe the Tin Woodman, kind of, like, he's so good with an axe, like, the tool is an extension of that person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, if you think about all, you know, your basic little human things as simple machines, and it kind of works in that way. Mm-hmm. But what do you like about Ogwali? I mean, Edward hands it's well, important to note that that's what my family call what our family calls edward scissorhands it's it's yeah. apparently what i called it when i was but yeah, a wee I, child oh, shut um, up, because when i was ira precocious was a stupid little baby. <laughs> when ira was 17 no, no you were way too young to like watch this movie anyway but you're obsessed with it and i was obsessed with edward like, scissor can we watch Aguali cut hands and we're like so that's cute adorable. i mean can i just just say how I, cute that can, is Agua, we cut hands. Oh, Jesus. And then we let you name all of our cats. 
They were yeah. their names were so weird. <laughs> I mean, that's what you always know when a little kid names the the pets Don in the house. Donka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There anyway, was yes. Back to Shit of fuck, there was Cut Reaper. <laughs> Edit point. <laughs> wow. You grew up trashy little kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, I grew up in the sticks. What do you want? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, this movie, I was obsessed with it then. I think it's still amazing. Um, I have a distinct memory of making... Uh, Edward Scissorhand like gloves like I wanted to make scissor hands, and one of our neighbors was like hey are you making like Freddy Krueger gloves I was like no Edward Scissorhands <laughs> yeah you're like who the fuck is it Freddy Krueger <laughs> yeah um, we, we didn't mention him uh, yeah we, we did not but another good, good uh, creepy prosthesis it's not a um, prosthesis it's a glove it's a, glo it's a glove but it's it, part in of a way it is part of him so. I mean, do you think he leaves it all the time? Like, we're uh, getting very sidetracked here. Edward Scissorhands. Hey, just, <laughs> like, just like his neighbor. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think what uh what I really like about Edward Scissorhands um yeah I mean obviously he didn't lose his hands he was just never quote unquote completed. He uh, had it's, hands. He's yeah. facing them. Huh. You remember he the uh, Vincent Price showed him his hands. He showed him his hands, but he was never given them his at hands. The time. Also, was... they looked like they were made out of wax or some yeah. shit. I'm just going to say this didn't look great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I really phoned these in. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm dead. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's like a it's like a Pinocchio story. Yeah. That part is still heartbreaking to me. Yeah. It's very, oh, and again, familial loss. It is a yeah. sad movie. It is a sad movie. It is very much a story about familial loss. It's a, it's a story about he is stuck in this state of childlike wonder, but he's also trapped in this like naivete kind of state where he, he can't grow up, um, even though that's desperately what he wants. He desperately wants to join people, um. It's uh, you know, it part it's part Pinocchio, it's part King Midas, you know, Midas like who who touches things and makes them beautiful gold, like uh, but he's cursed. He can't, you know, like uh, Edward, he creates amazing art, but he can't touch anything without cutting it, you know, uh, he can't f physically be closer to people, um, because of how he is designed and what he looks like. Um, and Jeff, I remember like a while back, you and I were talking about this movie and it was interesting because like, you know how the whole theme of the community is like fifties McCarthy McCarthyism and like eighties Reagan era shit. It's yeah. like, it has that interesting weird mix of like, everybody looks like they're from a Gary Larson cartoon. Um, like everything is Sherbert like, Sherbert palette. Yeah, Sherbert, uh, and color palette. And blend and blend. Blend and blend. It's my favorite oh, Diane Weist role, I think. Yeah. Diane Weist is the best mom in anything ever. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point is like, uh, their community represents the most bland of bland American culture, uh, this suburban world that's like just thrives on being as normie as possible. And then this Robert Smith motherfucker comes down uh, from his creepy weird castle 
mixes it all up by being an artist and a free spirit. Yeah. And they love him for it initially, but then they hate and revile him for it. And they, they force him out. And I think that's especially true with like the, the weird Christian lady who plays the organ. Oh, yeah. 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 Like she kind of serves the function of just doing that and showing you why that like she's almost like the secret puppet master controlling the turn of the town. Yeah. But Diane Weiss character is I think she's great and interesting because it's like saying, no, they're not shitty people like she's a good person and genuinely cares. Like she doesn't change really much through the whole story. Mm -hmm. Like she uh, she's. You know, she likes his talent and wants him to do well. What it really is is an indictment of MLMs. What's an MLM? Of a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme <laughs> that all money. of that all of the women get involved in. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people I've defriended from social media because they saw me as a sale and not a friend. Yeah. She was so interested in improving oh, no. her sales numbers that she went up to the creepy castle and kidnapped someone. <laughs> that's a really good point. Damn, that's a cold read right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wrong. Your face, Arbonne and Rodan and Fields, come at me. It's interesting though that like that was like her version of being artistic. Right. Like it was a corporatized like mm, thing that was point. handed to her in a pre-made kit. Uh, but it was the moments that she's allowed to be free and do what she wants to do. I don't know. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Great. Hmm. We're totally off topic. A hundred percent. I mean, I, th I think it fits though. I think it fits with the, this larger theme of like, it, it's almost like he's the inverse of what we're talking about. It's he, he doesn't ever get to fully become human, but he's not a villain. Right. He's he, he's not a villain. He's he's no, he's just this very tragic. He makes himself character. a villain in order to save the town. Like or plays into the role. Like when she comes out in the end and she's got the uh like she just grabs a random claw. Yeah. Uh, he he did the found the town a favor by getting rid of Anthony Michael Hall. Everybody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> He was, you know, defending himself and uh, Winona Ryder, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. The, like, usually, like, in these stories, it's like somebody has a tragic accident and then they're replaced their hands with scissor hands. Um, but in this, it's like he just never gets the ability to have hands that can touch, you know, and, you know. Can I blow your mind real quick? Sorry, Please. I was reading about this. And apparently Tom Cruise was the studio choice for playing Edward Scissorhands originally. That blows my mind. And it does. I they do had not to care for that. They just replaced my mind with a Vitamix. That's how much you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, can you even imagine that movie? No, I don't want to. Gary Oldman and Tom uh, Hanks apparently also turned down the role. Gary Oldman could do it. Gary Oldman could do anything. Not anyone else, though. <laughs> Tom, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I love Tom Hanks. I just don't see him in the role. But Tom, Tom Cruise is, a, he's way out. That's a hard no. I'm just yeah. gonna say. <laughs> well, but that um, was the '80s. That was when he was the top choice for everything. Yeah, I think yeah. that about wraps it. We might. I think that about wraps it, y'all. Need to get some scythe hands to get out of the weeds. <laughs> True. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. We didn't even mention Mega Man. My favorite. Oh. Mega Man, I mean, is he a robot? Is he a guy in a suit that doesn't have a hand? Do, like, they never really explained what Mega Man is. 
Is he a cyborg? Is he a full he's robot? He's just whatever he needs to be. Yeah, yeah. I think he's right. like, they leave it up to translation. Or but Barrett does. Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Man, we didn't even get into the video game ones. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yeah. There's, the point is, there's a shit ton of them, and we could be here all damn day, but, you know. Right. I think we've done pretty good for an overview. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Shall Thanks, we uh, guys. close out with a little bit of red right hand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take a little walk in the border of Where secrets lie in the border of in the border Bust the square, bust the bridge, bust the bells. Okay, you guys stopped. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Designed and directed by his red right. right. Uh, you can edit this all together to make it sound good, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and not like you straight trash. Straight drunk trash. <laughs> straight drunk trash. Good night, guys. Bye. Good night, y'all. This was fun. And be safe out there. Don't uh, lose your hands and then have them replaced by oh. crazy items, unless that's your prerogative. We didn't talk about something that I think we should have talked about more, and that's what you would replace your hand with. Oh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Closing what would you replace your, your hand with? Jeff, you brought it up. Oh, I mean, I feel like I would be a tragic character who was like doing some important thing and I got my hand cut off and then it would be replaced by the thing that I always had with me. And that would be a nice cold beer. So I'd be like a beer hands guy. <laughs> Somehow the beer's always half full. Always locked, there. Always maybe a little foamy. Yeah. Yeah. It's gesticulating and kind of warm. But it's still, you know, it'll do its job. So a cup holder is what you're actually describing. <laughs> no, don't be an asshole, Ira. Why do you do that? So a magical beer hand. Like is... a fleshy beer cooler light like hand. Like Cronenberg creepy <laughs> yeah, ass. Yeah, like, like weird Ugh. veins going into it and stuff. I don't want the rest of my beer now. Um, Lilo, what would you replace your hand with? Wobagon sharks. Ooh, what? weird. Wobagon? What's that? They're just little sharks. Yeah. Just so, like, a couple of sharks? How many sharks yeah. do you get uh, in one hand? Like a shark per hand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was like an Edward Penis hand situation. No, 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 no. That's oh, a solid no, no. Answer. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would replace my hand with a... Hmm. I was going to go with, like, a blowtorch. Seems pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like that would hurt you more. You're you're thinking too big, man. Think like airline pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can always have a pillow there. Yeah. You know what? I'll I'll get back to you. Yeah, I mean I, that bridge when I, I, get to I really it. just said the first noun that popped into my head. I love that it was Wobegum sharks. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of you having to feed your little fucking shark hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, That's the thing. Are they are they their guys, own creatures? Are guys, they if you want to eat, then you've gotta, you know, help me open this can of tuna. Uh, right. Yeah. It would be difficult. It's true. I would spend my whole life trying to keep them keep their gills wet and yeah, I don't know. It's and tough. fighting crime, obviously. 
I love that you both gave insane answers. <laughs> like, that's what I really like. You asked an insane question. Jeff asked an insane question. That's right, Ira. You did. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe feet. Gum <laughs> shark feet? No, no. Instead of, Instead I would replace my hands with feet. With, oh, <laughs> with straight up feet. No. You could just do yoga down dog and like run real fast. <laughs> that's yeah. terrifying. I do not, do not care for it. Yeah, I don't know why that feels like horrorful to me. No, but... that, uh, yeah, it it bothers me on a level I can't properly more describe. More than shark hands? And more, each, much more, more than, than shark hands. Yes. Each fingertip huh. is a baby bird's head. God, <laughs> God, man. I like, how do we get to this Hieronymus Bosch territory? Did you even say what yours was? I said a blowtorch, and you're like, that's oh, dumb. Right. Try again. Yeah, um, no, no, you're cool. Whatever. You live in the 80s world. <laughs> you're going to hang out with Robocop. I, mean, I get so it. What do you say? Like, like jetpacks? <laughs> jetpacks for hands? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, you can fly yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could guess. Could you, though? I feel like you would kill yourself very quickly. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I feel like you're looking for a specific answer, but I'm not providing you. I'm sorry. You're yeah, right. I feel like whatever I say to... isn't going to truly satisfy <laughs> I do you. like the idea that I have a secret agenda to get you to say a certain thing. No, no. It right. won't be jet tax. And I'm just, like, guessing now until I get the right one. Um... A straight up bong. Right. A straight up bong. Okay. Yeah. There you, you go. happy now? <laughs> I am happy. <laughs> cool. Just, you you got your beer. whole episode, and he was just trying to get you to. Yep. <laughs> yep. There it is. Tragically lost his hand uh, in a bong-related accident, and it was replaced <laughs> with the bong he was using at the time. Ira bong hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a monster. But you, but you just <laughs> you go up to politicians and make them smoke weed and be cool. Like that's your own. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got your fleshy beer hand. I got my weird bong hand. Um, Lila, you probably need some sort of drug-related hand too. Uh, <laughs> or sharks. Uh, sharks is uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and together we could like very much not fight crime. <laughs> Well, this was elucidating, I think. Sorry to bring it up if it just depends. No, no, no. I think it was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was I a like conversation that. we've been dancing around for too long. I think it's good we finally just went ahead and addressed. I danced around it on my hand feet. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. I was just going to say, I think all of this was completely not worth it until you made that joke. <laughs> It's so creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> okay, well, this has been horrifying and delightful. So, uh, you know, be safe out there, y'all. New nightmares. Night, everybody. She clicks her hand feet heels. <laughs> <laughs>